Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to renew your Netflix subscription. I'm Kent Garrison. I'm Brian Gill. And I'm Richard Barton. And this is Mad About Movies. You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. It's showtime. Mad About Movies is your go-to movie podcast for all things concerning the world of cinema. We talk movie news, movie rumors, and movie, most importantly, movie rumblings, and then break down our chosen movie of the week. Fret not, though. We will give you plenty of warning before we head into spoiler territory. Please stick around for the end of our show, where you can check out our weekly recommends. Brian, this week's movie of the week is... This week we're going to do a rants and raves on the TV pilots. Unfortunately, this year doesn't include any Pilots about pilots. <laughs> <laughs> Wings part two. That'd be great. I know we got Pan Am a couple years ago. And, uh, yeah. I guess let's start with Fox. <laughs> Brian, talk to me about Fox's shows. Let's start with Dads. Um, dads, so, let me. My, my, I'm going to pull out my notes here because yeah. I've taken notes on all these on all these shows you know, with my, kind of my first impressions of, of of what I thought. And let me just let me just see what I. What I wrote for dads because it's been a while. Um, okay, what I first noticed was that the show is executive produced by Seth MacFarlane, yeah, and Alex Sulkin, who yeah, do Family Guy, yeah. So, which means that the show will probably get picked up for at least another season or two, knowing Fox's relationship with MacFarlane. Uh, having said that, uh, it's one of the worst shows I've ever seen. Um, just, just oh, I don't know why they think people want to see Giovanni Ribisi <laughs> because he's not a comedian. No, you know, like he's trying to be a comedian. I don't, I don't know what they're, and he's like somewhat recognizable. Like not, ninety-nine <laughs> out of a hundred people don't know his name is Giovanni Ribisi. They're just right. like, oh, I've I've seen that guy before, you know. <laughs> so he's a somewhat recognizable face. So I guess that people, the Fox thinks that people want to see him because. He's recognizable. Right. And Seth Green just can't carry anything, including, you know, more than 50 <laughs> pounds probably. Right. So what are your thoughts, Brian, on, on dads? I know you loved it. So <laughs> yeah, just, it was defend just yourself. Fantastic. Um, my feeling on, on, uh, on dads. And I think I may have, I may have texted this theory to Richard. I feel like this show is Seth MacFarlane attempting to get out of all of his Fox contracts so that he can go and make movies. I feel like he's just, I'm just going to throw out the biggest pile of crap ever, and that way they will have to cancel it. And maybe then they can cancel all my other stuff, and I can just go do what I want to do, because it's that bad. And I feel like Rubishi is in on the bit. Like I think he kind (laughs) of knows what's going on here. Every terrible line that he delivers, it almost you almost expect him to turn to the camera and wink because it's like that he can't get any worse than this. Um, Seth Green definitely not in on the joke. Uh, has no idea that this is just such a failed bit. Um, but yeah, it's it's an epically bad, epically bad sitcom. I uh, <laughs> and, and offensive, like truly offensive, which is which is. To me, like that's the starting point on my theory. Where it's like you cannot do the sorts of things that they're doing 
on an almost like minute by minute basis, every joke is racially insensitive or homophobic or whatever. And you can't, you can't cram that much offensiveness into a 22 minute show and hope to do that for 13 or 23 episodes a season, let alone five or six or eight seasons. You know what I mean? Like there's no, there's no way. So it's, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not convinced that he's not doing this on purpose to try to get out of all this stuff. Yeah, Richard, did you see dads? I, I did. Unfortunately, yeah, I, I didn't see all the pilots you guys saw. Um, and even more unfortunately, dads was one of the ones I saw. Um, <laughs> Yeah, brutal. Just um, so I've been taping Brooklyn Nine Nine because I, I I like that one. I'm gonna keep watching. It. I like uh, Mike Sure a lot. And even the like minute and a half of the end of Dads before Brooklyn Nine Nine starts pisses me off. Like yeah. that's how bad it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, it has can't go away fast enough. Um, yeah, Seth Green. Like, I I just don't think he's robot a- chicken. Yeah, I don't think he's an actor. I think he's kind of like a creative person. I think he has talent. It's just not. And I think he's a child star that, you know, like the perfect Seth Green story was he does radio days and then maybe like the Dr. Evil stuff. And then you're like, whatever happened to that guy? And they go, oh, he's the guy that does Robot Chicken. Like that's what his career should be instead of like still trying to be an actor. and he's like, uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, it's just really, I mean, what do you say? Martin Mull is even more disappointing because Martin Mull's a talented guy who does good stuff normally. Um, and well, and the press. It the stars press that one, um, it stars that one Vanessa VJ from MTV. Yeah, and Mrs. An act, Lachey. Her, her acting debut, yeah. 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 For her. Um, and then it's just, Brian and I were talking about this too. I think you were in on this conversation, Kent. Yeah. Um, that it's it would be a pretty easy show to get right. The premise isn't awful, um, so it's even more. You would think Sulkin's a really funny writer. I mean, basing this solely on the fact that he did Family Guy, Ted, and his Twitter, but he's a really funny guy. McFarland obviously is talented, but I don't know how like involved they are. Maybe this is some sort of minor league for Family Guy writing. I don't know. But it's brutal, and I I will never watch it again. So moving on, we've already spent too much time on the this. The fact that that show. That dads is not on TBS is shocking. Yeah. <laughs> and the yeah. fact that like Fox seems to be competent and has some like interesting shows either yeah. on or coming on soon. And like to think that those same eyes saw this and thought it was a good idea. But it, once again, McFarland may have so much leverage that he just forced it on or something. He, you know, if someone else writes that show, it may never see the light of day. Uh, but yikes. People think it's funny. Like, I can't imagine Seth MacFarlane and Alex Sulkin. And, and, like, those people are, are funny people. I know for a fact that they're funny. How can they sit there and watch that pilot and laugh at the jokes? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how could exactly. they put their name on that? I just don't yeah. I just don't get it. It's just not it's, – it's not – I mean, it's – oh, it's confusing more than anything. Um, but hopefully it will be gone soon. It's, it's – I've heard it's one of the – it's one of the ones that's on the bubble already. Yeah, so the good. other Fox show is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And let's talk about that. Starring Andy Samberg and Ken Marino. I believe mm-hmm. Terry Crews. No, not Ken Marino. No. What's uh, the... It's the other guy from this, uh, from that group. Uh, it's the other name. guy from Role Models. Sorry, I got, yeah. his, I got his name mixed up. Um, 
Terry Crews, Andre um, Brower. Yeah. So Richard Joe Tr- Joe Latrugio. Joe Latrugio. That's his name. Yeah. Um, you guys on MySpace? That guy. Um, <laughs> what he'll always be to me. Uh, yeah, this is an awesome show. I think so far. Like I, you judge all these kind of shows from these this brain trust. Uh, the office parks and rec range. I mean, like the first couple parks, the first couple offices are pretty bad compared to what they ended up being. And this show is actually watchable already. So like it could end up being pretty good. Uh, Sandberg's really good. Sandberg's not like the easiest guy to write for. I don't consider him really to be a straightforward actor that much, as much as just a talented, funny kind of comedic performer, as we saw at the Franco roast. And so the fact that they already know how to write for him very well is very encouraging for this show because they've got him down. Now they just have to kind of figure out these other characters, which a couple are pretty terrible and should probably get out of. But, you know, you've got your core with him. You know, you just got to figure out the Terry Crews. They've got Broward down. Um, and then just make a couple more of the supporting characters hit. I think you're, you've got a pretty good show on your hands. Brian? Yeah, I, uh, I think the pilot was really good. Um, I haven't been in, it's probably not fair to, to talk about since we're just talking about pilots, but the, the three most recent episodes since then have been only okay for me. Um, but you're right. They know how to, uh, sure knows how to write for Sandberg. And so you, you expect that it'll come around to, uh, you know, to a, a really high level. Um, Sandberg and Brower are great. Honestly, the rest of the characters could all just yeah. stop being on the show, and I mean, yeah. including Terry Crews, who I love, but they they really have no idea what they're doing with that character yeah. at all. Agreed. Um, so, all, but all just like you said, terrible. yes, totally. Chelsea Peretti, especially, like, oh man, she's yeah. she's killing me. Um, no, it's uh, look, Parks and Rec is my I think is the best sitcom on TV right now, and the first. The first season was only six episodes, so really you can say like the first like twelve to fifteen episodes are not very good, and it took a long time for it to find its stride. And then once it did, man, it just it's just exploded. It's an incredible show. So you gotta assume that uh, they're gonna have every opportunity to make that happen here. So for me right now, it's like a it's a B, but it definitely has the bones to to get up to be an A or an A plus when it if they can get some of these supporting characters to come come around. Yeah, for me, it reminds me a lot of the feelings that I had right when I first saw Arrested Development. And I'm not saying this is going to be a, another Arrested Development, but it's just I couldn't really figure out the tone, you know, because it's like sure. borderline serious slash funny. And it's just sort of something new that I haven't seen out of like this style of show before about cops or like a, kind of a cop, buddy cop show that's done this way before. So it's kind of kind of a new thing for me. But I agree. I really... I sort of did enjoy it. I mean, out of all the comedies that I watched, I mean, this was hands down the, the funniest one to me. Um, and we'll talk about some others on other networks here in, here in a minute. But yeah, Sandberg has such a large amount of charisma and he just, I mean, he's just an enjoyable guy. You know, people like Andy Sandberg. I like Andy Sandberg and I don't care how many crappy Lonely Island songs he's done. <laughs> I mean, he could still do some good stuff if, you know, the right people are writing for him and everything. So it's going to be really, I, this, like is, gonna, this is going to be a show where you can start in season two and it's going to be awesome. You know, it's like, it's not, not much. I mean, probably stuff's going to happen in season one, but I mean, it's going to be a show where you could watch 
a random episode in the middle of the season and, and to be Seems, caught up. You know what I mean? It's sort of episodic like that, I think. And it, I like exactly. it. Exactly. More than Parks and Office, that's a great point, Kent. This yeah. seems to be almost so. It's kind of a mimic of these procedurals, your odd orders and stuff. Is kind yeah. of it's parodying those, and it's kind of taken on that episodic nature where you can just throw one on, you know, and not there's not too much backstory. I, I do like that about that too. Um, certainly attractive when it goes into syndication if it ever makes it that far. But right, uh, it it more than Parks or Office, which have sort of continuous stories. This is more episodic and you're right that's that's appealing and just just for by nature of being different uh is appealing yeah so what other shows does fox have um sleepy hollow yeah did you guys watch that did you watch it brian yeah i i did i did uh i expected to just despise this show and uh look i it's not i don't it's hard to explain because it's i don't think it's a good show really but I enjoyed the crap out of it. I yeah. really did. And I didn't expect to at all. Um, it kind of, it has a little bit of an addictive quality, you know, it's, it's, uh, and honestly, I mean, that's all I want from a, a network drama is something that I can put on in the background. I can enjoy watching and then I can go away and not think about it anymore. You know what I mean? Like I can't, because I'm going to get most of my dramas from FX and HBO and so on and so forth. Those those shows are going to be what I really care about and love, AMC. Yeah. Um, if I'm going to watch a network drama, I need it to be fun and kind of throwaway-like, and that's exactly what this is. Now, the issue is going to be the pilot is completely bat-crap crazy. I mean, there's just so much going on, and it's all nuts. Um, and they are going in some really weird directions. If they ever attempt to start taking themselves seriously, it'll it'll fizzle really fast. Um, but for the time being, like it's, I I really enjoyed it, and I I really did not expect to feel that way. Richard, Sleepy Hollow, yeah, super fun, super fun show. Uh, I saw the second one though, yeah, um, and wasn't always good. I didn't think, yeah, it wasn't um, wasn't quite as out of, out of control. And just nuts yeah. is the first one. Yeah, is. the first pilot was unhinged. Yeah, um, but or sorry, the the, well, the only pilot, the first episode was unhinged. But uh, yeah, no, I like that's what I mean. Brian and I were, and we, you too, Kent, were talking earlier about uh, uh, how kind of you know fast awkward this season is. Like Fox and, and CBS have some of the more interesting shows, um, and Fox especially has had a very strong. They're really starting. To, to build a pretty strong portfolio with with New Girl and then Mindy and you know if they could get it's funny because if they could get another X-Files yeah they would be dominant I mean that's I think what the, the only thing they're missing now they're getting 24 back but that's going to have a summer run right they are getting uh, another X-Files there's a show coming out in November called Almost Human starring Carl Urban yeah okay it's a sci-fi show so yeah that's I mean, got a lot if, of buzz around it so if they we'll could see. get some sort of ratings powerhouse drama they've kind of got the sitcom thing down as right. far as a, a single night lineup uh they could really kind of make a move i mean obviously fox is a full network i mean it's not like it's 1993 and there's some sort of fledgling ship but you know they could could make a move to be maybe the number one network uh if people would please stop watching big bang theory and <laughs> 
other various Chuck Lorre creations. Why don't they just bring back... He wrote Dharma and Greg, right? Just bring back Dharma and Greg. You might as well. Right. <laughs> We're that lame as a society. So are those the only three pilots um, Fox has to offer this this coming fall? The Brooklyn yeah. Nine-Nine Dads and, and Sleepy Hollow? I think so. They, they have a lot of uh, like mid-season stuff because once uh, baseball's over and X Factor's over and stuff like that, so they'll have some more to offer us later this fall and in the and in the spring. But that was I think those are the only three new shows they had this fall, like now. So that's the only one. Um, the only one we think they should cancel is um, is Dads, right? Yeah. So, yeah. man, it's it looks. It looks promising for Fox, like you said. I mean, hopefully they'll get rid of one of the talent shows, X Factor, American Idol, or something, and kind of make X, way for something X else. X Factor's done, I think. I think X Factor is, is officially dead. Any day yeah. now. Hopefully. Hopefully so. It's, just, move... it's it's killed Idol, and it's not doing well itself, and it's just, I think that shows. You guys ever read uh, Lisa DeMarais? No. You should, you should. She wrote for the Washington Post for a long time, and now she writes for, I think, Deadline. And she writes about, Brian, this would especially appeal to you, and, and probably you as well, Ken. She writes about the business of TV, so she, ratings and what's going to get canceled and why and why not. And she is probably, as far as in mainstream media, and without being at all catty, uh, the meanest person <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and she's awesome. And uh, if I just, I'll, I'll text you her name because it's kind of oddly spelled, but Lisa DeMarais to our listeners out there. Uh, definitely check her writing out. She's she's probably my favorite writer on, on TV out there right now. Besides, you know, your Stephen Wallace. She's doing a different thing. Sure. You know, she's doing a weekly column about, you know, what's performing and what's not and what networks are up to and things like that. She's she's really great. You you would love her. Sweet. Um, hey, let's move up one channel. Let's talk about NBC's pilots. Um, the Blacklist. Let's talk, let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, what are your thoughts on The Blacklist? Um... Freaking James Spader, man. Like, yeah. that guy. That guy. <laughs> um, I love him. I, I fully admit that the reason that I like the show and the reason that I'm going to continue watching the show is Spader. The rest of it is... It kind of bounces between average and really bad at times. Um, I'm not sure. I, I love the premise I'm not sure that they're going to be able to carry it over for very long um, because, like, the first episode was pretty high energy and exciting. The second episode, the story was pretty bad, and I, I was uh, I, I lost interest in what they're doing. And I don't know how often they're going to how how long they're going to be able to keep this up. Where like every week he says, "All right, we got to go stop this guy," and then okay, we're going to let you out of jail for one day so we can go stop this person. And then he gets away and does, you know, just wreaks havoc somewhere. And then they're like, okay, I guess you're right. But <laughs> next time you don't get to get away from us. And then it's, I mean, is it going to keep happening? Cause that's going to get old. Yeah. Um, I do think there's a little bit too much going on with the, the plot. They probably need to streamline it a little bit and just get down to whatever case they're trying to solve that week and then whatever this weird relationship is between Spader and the main girl and I, I don't even know her name um, and also she has got to stop wearing wigs I don't know who <laughs> decided that that was a great idea but her I mean her she looks really weird um, whenever you catch her with her hair down it's just it's it's distracting um, 
Anyway, <laughs> it's a B plus for me. It could be much better. It could also get way worse um, if if it can. I think it, they just need to pick a track with it. Is what I would say. Figure out a way to advance the plot quickly, um, and I, I will be a, a lifelong viewer. Sure. Yeah. It. It's like they were trying to think of a way. Like, how can we capitalize on James Spader's creepiness slash mysteriousness? <laughs> Totally. Slash awesomeness. This is a really cool role for him. I didn't really know what this show was about, the plotline or anything, but when I watched the pilot, it really kind of intrigued me. Really a cool idea for a show that could last a few seasons, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's the most exciting is that there's a foreseeable future for this show. Um, And the last 15 minutes of it get really cool when they start – when he sort of tells them what the blacklist is and everything in the pilot, he's like, it's yeah. the, what the cr- criminals you don't even know about because you don't even know they exist. And man, it's just awesome the way they set up the series. Um, I haven't checked out the second episode yet, but I, the first one had a lot to offer. I mean, it was cr- crazy, creepy. It had the, it had the crime drama, you know, dialogue aspect. And it also had the action aspect with like a shootout scene and everything. <laughs> So it's really kind of um, a promising, a promising series. It looks like uh, Richard. Did you see the blacklist? Absolutely. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Trick question. I mean, yeah, Brian can tell you. I'm a. I'm a, I was thanks to my my dearly departed mother. Uh, I'm a Spader, old school Spader fan from way back. I'm the one that sold Brian on Spader. Like one of my proudest moments is selling Brian on Spader. <laughs> Um, he's, he's the man. He's so solid, always. Um, not the most versatile actor, but if you wheelhouse him, uh, which is a verb I just made up, uh, yeah. you can really get something. He's, you know, he's electric when used correctly. Uh, example of being used correctly being uh, the blacklist. The example of being used poorly being the office. Right. Uh, but he can, it, I, I don't fault him at all for the office. I actually think he was trying to do something kind of interesting. Uh, the script just didn't permit him to uh, really explore that. But uh, cool show. Like uh, Brian, like you were saying, it kind of is caught between being an episodic procedural and also like trying to explore these, you know, whatever his, you know, the overrunning plot is yeah, his relationship with the agent whose name escapes all of us. But you're right. Her choices and wigs are, yeah. are, are awful. Um but, you know, this has the danger of becoming too episodic where, you know, he takes his sunglasses off at the beginning of the episode and, wow, you know, right. uh, kind yeah. of thing. Uh, that, but... That's the thing. I, I, that's, a, that's exactly my thought, Richard. I, it, it can go one of two ways. It can go the CSI Miami route. And, in, yeah. I mean, I'll stop watching after this first season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it'll, it'll kill me. Or what it really needs to do is is go the burn notice route, which I know nobody under the age of fifty besides myself ever watched burn notice. Well, hey, and Harris, <laughs> right? Yeah, me and Harris. Um, but that watches burn notice. Uh, it's but burn notice was really really smart in the way that it approached its subject matter because it really did get down to half the ep- well maybe even two thirds of the episode is going to be about whatever thing we're trying to get through this week. And then the rest is going to be about one main storyline. And that 
became very interesting and it was a good way to get through um, the procedural aspect of, of the show because I don't think any of either of the three of us are big fans of, of procedurals in general. Yeah. So you have to have a reason to get through it, but they've got to they've got to find a good balance on those two things. Rather, I, I don't care at all about any other B story besides the girl and James Bader. Like, let's just stop right there and not bother even attempting to create any kind of development elsewhere because it doesn't matter. Sure. Yeah, the blacklist is one that I say they should renew, and they have. It has been confirmed that it's yeah. finishing up this season at least. So that's good news. And, and we'll have to see how it grows. I mean, that's one we'll probably talk about a little bit more on this show um, as the season goes on. So we'll have to see. Uh, Brian, what else does NBC have coming out? Uh, well, there's one that I know you guys didn't see, so I'll just real quickly say that Ironside is freaking terrible. Um, <laughs> What's the plot? It's a... Oh, man. it's Remake! Remake! Yeah, yeah it's a remake. Blair Underwood plays a detective who was shot in the back and is now crippled from the waist down, so he roll, he literally rolls into every crime scene in a wheelchair and solves crimes. And it's procedural, episodic, just cliche awfulness it's very poorly acted like Blair Underwood deserves much better than this I would I think uh the supporting characters are terrible it's a really like it's not fair to judge any show on the pilot I'm fully prepared to judge this completely on on the pilot and say it's it's a terrible show terrible one of the bottom five out of the 20 that I saw it was the fourth worst so (laughs) and and that's the worst uh, no, no, wow. it's second, second worst. I'm excited to talk about, yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> I, so Ironside's terrible. So bad, bad, what bad. Else, what else they got? Uh, and then the, the other stuff is the Thursday night comedy lineup. So you've got the Michael J. Fox show, Welcome to the Family, and Sean Saves the World. Would y'all care to discuss I did any of those see, I saw the Michael J. Fox show, so we'll talk about that. Is, 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 hold on. Is Welcome to the Family your number one worst? No, it isn't. Uh, it isn't. I know. Uh, I did see Michael J. Fox. Brian, what are your thoughts on on what they're doing here with that? I would say the pilot was shaky at best. Brian! How dare you say that? <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Michael J. Fox um, would probably say that at this point, though. Yeah. Let's be honest. The whole, the whole show is basically a Parkinson's joke. I mean... Yeah. But with heart. <laughs> He's, no, taken, I, I, he's taken that Curb episode and made a whole series out of it. <laughs> I I would imagine like the rest of the world love Michael J. Fox. Absolutely. I pretty much watch anything that he's on except for The Good Wife. So I look, I'm this got a full season pickup from the from the get go uh, because America loves Michael J. Fox, and so I will stick with this show throughout. I thought the pilot was very good. It's actually my favorite pilot of the of the twenty that I saw. Wow. The second and third episodes were only okay. I think it kind of it took a downgrade from there. Um, look, it's got a lot of promise. It is it is very much a throwback show. I think if you were to say that it is outdated, I would say that that's very fa- that's a fair um, fair judgment to make. But I, I would I would argue the flip side of that is if you're not outdated, you can be a throwback. And I think it is a throwback. It feels like a it feels like a very warm 
um, family-friendly sitcom from... Feels like it should be on TV land. Yeah, yeah, it should be on, T, like, TGIF <laughs> for me. Yeah. Like, with older adults, you know what I mean? Like, it's, uh... So, that's not going to be everybody's cup of tea because we live in a world that wants biting, sarcastic humor. And I, and I fully, you know, I, I'm all on board with that. But it is kind of nice to have a little bit of a, a break from that at times. And I think this could play, like, a very genuine, uh, heartfelt... <laughs> family show and that's it's good to have those sorts of things because otherwise people will be watching the cbs lineup with their family and that's just that's bad that's horrible we don't want that so uh i I love the pilot and i i'm i'm in for the season pretty much no matter what uh richard michael j fox thoughts yeah i saw the i saw this one as well so we're hitting we're hitting all the ones i saw which i'm I'm thankful yeah i mean i love i love michael j fox i uh this is you know, this is like saying I, I love air. Right. Um, honorary American treasure nominee, yeah. uh, if he was a Canadian. Uh, but yeah, this is a, you know, this is a, uh, I'm trying to think what to compare it to. I, I probably won't watch this, but if someone came up to me and said, this is my favorite show, I wouldn't roll my eyes and punch them in the face either. Like, it's just, it's a lit. <sighs> If like College Richard would watch this because College Richard just had a lot more time. Like it's a good show. I, I don't know if I'll stick with it. I give it like a solid B minus to a B from what I've seen. Um and I will tape it every week just because I support Michael J. Fox that much. I will tape sure. it and I will delete it after a week. <laughs> um but uh yeah, but but I would say I just I don't really care for the wife that much. Um as an actress. I've seen her in some other stuff and it's it's just it's it's okay. You know what, but... Richard? You know what? I'm gonna you know you know, hold your thoughts because guess who's gonna play Michael J. Fox's dad? And your know. boy, Charles Grodin. Oh, I do love what? Charles Grodin. Yeah. That's huge. That's awesome. So yeah. look forward okay. to that. I'm back on I'll definitely watch check that episode out for sure. Yeah. But yeah, really good. I mean just solid te- like Brian, it's a total just like professional throwback T V show. Um in every way. And great to see him uh, as healthy as he see, seems to be. I mean, that's, to me, the biggest joy I, I find from watching that. Uh, and creatively, it's not, it's simply not, you know, to, to watch this show is not, is not to watch it completely out of sympathy for Michael J. Fox. Please don't get sure. that impression because it, it is a very good, sh- it's a fine show. Uh, sure, so yeah. it's not a, it's not a exploited, exploitative uh, kind of thing at, at all. Yeah, exactly. And, I, I agree. It's a good show. I, I did enjoy the pilot, Brian. I thought it was a good pilot. Yeah. But for me, being a single 25-year-old sure. who yeah. is actively um, still young at heart, right? it's yeah. not a show that I'm going to TiVo and, and make sure that I catch every week. Totally. Oh, yeah. The demo's going to be way For high you up. being a 30-year-old dad, I mean, right. I can oh, totally yeah. see why you would yeah. like this more than me. And I do like it, but it's not a show – that I'll actively seek out again, but I will watch it again. It's just not like, yeah. I'm not going to set, even though I, I'm not going to set a series order on my DVR for it. Sure. But sure. like Richard said, if you like it, I'm not going to make fun of you because yeah. it is good. No, I'm with um, you. Five years ago, I wouldn't have either, but where I'm, you know, it's yeah. it definitely, the demos are going to skew really, really high on this. Um, as opposed same to with parenthood. I mean, parenthood's a good, I'm sure it's a good show. And a lot of my friends enjoy parenthood. I'm not at that point in my life where I could sure. sit down and watch Parenthood 
in my bachelor pad. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So, what else does NBC have? Um, uh, some... <laughs> the rest of that Thursday lineup. Uh, welcome okay, to welcome the family. To... And that's the Michael Malley show. Yeah. Welcome to the family. I watched that yesterday. That I think that was the last one I watched. Um, it's not. I'm not. I'm gonna watch one more episode of it because I like Mike O'Malley. So do yeah. I. Why do we like him? I don't know. He's he just was kinda... the host of Guts. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. There's. I liked there's a... him in uh, Yes, Dear too. I yeah, yes, dear. dear. Underrated show. Yes, yeah. Dear. Criminally yeah. underrated show. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I like I like Michael Malley, and the show is not quite as cliche as it as it should be. I guess okay. the trailers um, look terrible on that. I totally agree, and I'm not I'm not in on it. I give it look I give it like a C plus. Okay, because okay. I expected there are many opportunities when it could be the most cliche thing ever, and they I'm not going to say they they avoid all all awful sitcom cliches. But they went a couple different directions in a couple okay. of places that made cool. you think, okay, maybe this could turn into something. I'm I'm doubtful. Like I expect that the second episode is just gonna say is just gonna confirm, okay, this is just gonna be the exact thing yeah. that you expect it is. But I'm at least gonna give it one more episode to see kind of where we where we play out. Okay. As cool. opposed about, to Sean Saves, Sean Saves the World, the world. is horrible. Um, and is only not in the five worst sitcom, five worst pilots of the year because there are so many bad pilots this year. Um, man, it's, I mean, just think of exactly what you expect that show to be. And yep, you're right. Like, it's just, it is, <laughs> it's so bad. And here's the real problem with that is the supporting characters are kind of, are kind of really good. Um, there's three or four actors who are playing, uh, like Sean Hayes' co-workers and his boss, who's, uh, what's that guy's name? Thomas, uh, Thomas Lennon. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Reno 911. Reno 911 yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. He's really funny in pretty much everything, and he's, he's, he's good in the pilot for this. Uh, Megan Hilty, who was on Smash, is really good and in, like, a really limited role. No, it, it, they have some supporting characters that are pretty solid, but dude, like Sean Hayes is just such a drag and there's nothing I don't think there's anything that you could do to make me want to watch <laughs> Sean Hayes in anything if that makes I mean he's just it's just such a he's such a decent in the uh in the the Three Stooges. Well, as, I've, as Larry. I've never Larry seen that movie. It, it never it that could not appeal to me any less. <laughs> yeah, but not... No, but it's just look, it's actually not as bad as you would think, but go ahead. Sorry. Daniel Feinberg from uh, HitFix.com basically said, look, if you like Sean Hayes, you're going to enjoy this show. If you don't like Sean Hayes, there's nothing about this show to to get behind. So I think I'm it's a, terrible. I'm uh, in the rare, rare minority that uh, is, I'm not a Sean Hayes fan, but I am a Will and Grace fan when it's on. I actually think Will and Grace is a pretty good show. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I've seen him do good work, my point being sure. there. Um, and, but I think he was just perfect, right place, right time for that particular character. And I, I don't think he can do, that's enough out of Sean Hayes is my point. Where sure. you, hey, you had a good run. You made your money, you know, <laughs> see ya. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's the new Matthew Perry. Just go away. Yeah. Quit trying to squeeze shows out of him. I don't think there's, 
a fan base. There's really fan bases of Sean Hayes. Like who's been who's been writing NBC? Like, can we get Sean Hayes, please, back, <laughs> please? Uh, I don't I don't understand it. Um, what else is that all for NBC, Brian? I think that's all they have. Hey, what's up, ma'am, fam? Kent here. And yes, if you're hearing from me, you know it's time to talk about Blue Apron. If you haven't tried out Blue Apron by now, what the heck are you even doing? Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They deliver fresh meals straight to your door. All the food is fresh. It's sourced from local farms. And there's no wasted ingredients. I've been a Blue Apron subscriber for a long time now. And they have still, to this day, never let me down. There's tons of variety. Some featured upcoming meals include summer vegetable and egg paninis, soy glazed pork and rice cakes, skillet vegetable chili with cheddar drop biscuits, holy crap, and garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad. So take it from me. Try out Blue Apron now. Go to blueapron.com slash mad. That's blueapron.com slash mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron, blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Hey, ma'am, fam, question for you. Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people, but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Well, let me tell you about ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. That's ZipRecruiter. Dot com slash mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ziprecruiter.com slash mad. Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. So what do you think they should do here? They should keep the blacklist, keep um keep Michael J. Fox, which they're gonna do, and yeah. lose the other two. I wanna see how well, Welcome to the Family plays out for, for one or two more episodes. I'm leaning towards cancel. I would definitely cancel Sean Saves the World immediately. Um, <laughs> but Welcome to the Family, I, I, I want to see a, another episode or two. Cool. Um, let's move to let's move to ABC. Let's talk about Marvel's Agents of Shield, which is probably the most hyped pilot of the of the fall, and yeah. did draw the most ratings and like a ridiculous amount of people watched the premiere. I think like. 20 million or something crazy watch the premiere but so the premiere wasn't as good as everyone expected I mean it was written directed by Joss Whedon which is awesome and it, and it did feel Whedon-esque for a TV show especially I mean it didn't feel like a movie like it didn't feel like the Avengers but it felt like a Whedon TV show it felt like a Firefly episode or something right um, <coughs> excuse me I really like how they brought Agent Coulson back yeah and yeah. The guy they re- kind of recruit to into Shield at the beginning of the episode, and and Coulson, and they're like, "Do you know about Agent? Co- what happened to Agent Coulson?" He's like, "I'm level six. Of course I know what happened to Agent Coulson. He's dead." And then Agent Coulson walks in. And he's like, "Welcome to level seven. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just an awesome way to introduce Agent Coulson. 
Um, but I think there's potential here to build something. And like I told Brian when we when we went to the movies last week to to see the movie we're talking about our next episode, we talked a little bit about this. And I said, remember what we talked about when we talked about Arrested Development in the Office? Is the first few episodes in the season we couldn't really get on board. We're like, well, this is going to have to build into something. You know, you're not. There's going to have to be a point at the end of season one or at the beginning of season two where either you're on or or you're off. You know, you got to give it a little bit of time to build into something before I can before I can make a judgment here. Sure. Um, but but I do think and Brian and I talked about this also. I think they're going to bring in the Robert Downey Jr., you know, is going to guest star and they're going to work in Samuel L. Jackson into a few episodes and they're going to make it interesting with them under the Marvel Disney umbrella. There's a lot of possibility here to make it into something good. And you know, they're going to judge the fan. They're going to read the message boards and they're going to figure out what fans want the series to be. And I think that's what it'll eventually evolve into. And I think this show has potential to be, you know, a long standing show. I mean, at least until this Marvel Cinematic Universe fades out. I mean, they've already got what movies booked to 2018 or something. Yeah. So, I mean, I think this show will at least, you know, serve as a good groundwork for for the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, Brian, what are your thoughts on on Shield? Yeah, it's uh I I don't think that they're like I, I watch Blacklist and I think that there's a show in there somewhere. Whether it gets to this point or not, I think there's a show that could be great inside a blacklist. I don't really feel that way about Shield. I think Shield at its absolute best is gonna be an A minus or a B plus. Um but I also think that that's probably like it doesn't have much range of where it's going to end up. Like I think it at, at its worst, it's going to be a B. It's going to be enjoyable. It's going to be fun to watch. Um, and so I will watch it every week. This is the kind of procedural that I would stay tuned for um, because I am a nerd and I like the kind of sci-fi superhero-y aspects of things. Like I, you know, I, I just got done watching all of the Star Trek Next Generation episodes, so. Um, this is, yeah, yeah, great. So this is, uh, this is right up my alley on that front. I love Clark Gregg, like everybody else. And I love Colson. Like, that's just such a great character. I don't dig the rest of the cast and I'm a little bit disappointed in, in the direction that they went with those guys. I like, uh, Chloe Bennett who plays like the hacker girl, but the rest of the cast kind of sucks. Yeah. Um, and certainly they could, they could grow into a little bit more and, and I hope that they will. Um, it's interesting, Kit, I, I am so, I'm not enthused about Samuel Jackson or Robert Downey Jr. or any of these people making cameo appearances on the show. I would be, I would much rather have none of that and have them cast a couple of guys who can actually carry this this show besides just Claire Gregg like somebody else that you can go to in the the B story and get something out of them um I actually thought the second episode was better than the first episode so that's good because I I don't think Whedon I don't think Joss directed the second episode so if if it can find its stride without Joss Whedon then then fantastic you know it'll be it'll be pretty it'll be an enjoyable good show so I I like it I'm in um but I also had very tempered expectations to begin with because I don't think – I think people are maybe expecting this to be 
the Avengers, but just on a weekly basis, and that's not going to happen. And so, yeah. for what it is, I think it's uh, it's it's pretty solid, and that's all I that's all I really need it to be is just solid for twenty weeks a se- twenty episodes a season. You know what I mean? Yeah. I what I meant by having some of those people cameo <clears throat> is they really have to f- figure out a way to tie this all together. You know, they really have to tie the movie storylines and everything with the TV show, I think, to make it interesting. I don't really care about the backline Marvel storylines if they have nothing to do with anything in the cinematic world. Do you know what I mean? I so I, I know what you mean, and I know I, – I totally understand that, and a lot of people are making that argument. I actually feel the opposite. I don't – I actually don't – I don't need, and I don't Then why I, have Agent Coulson involved? Because Agent that's Coulson the, is – That's why is, he's in it is to tie it together. You know what I mean? Like I don't – why – like get rid of Coulson then if you're going to if you're gonna go that direction. You know well, what I if mean? Well, if you get rid of Coulson, you don't have a show because people yeah. love Coulson. And that's – I mean that's, that's the reason that they're – that he's in this and why they're doing that is because they love – people love that character. And so I – look, I'm not – you're probably right. That's probably what they're going to try to do. I don't need that. Like if they can keep – this momentum going where every week what they're doing is going to find a new, you know, find a new superhero or take some artifact out of a jungle or whatever. And in the, in the sidebar is them developing what happened with Coulson and did he die or did he not die and things like that. I don't really need it to tie into Avengers two or Iron Man four or any of that stuff. I just want week to week solid storytelling and decent acting and i'm getting half of that right now so maybe maybe these other guys will, can develop into decent actors um i don't know like i said i i know most people argue that point and i'm so probably i'm in, i'm the wrong one you know but i don't need all that i just want it to be yeah. a decent hour i don't think it'll connect week. in any i don't think it'll connect in any significant or big way like, I don't, I don't think, think it can because of the budget. I don't budget. think any of these S.H.I.E.L.D. people are going to be in any of the movies, you know, other than Coulson, maybe, no, maybe yeah. a few of them. But I, I, I just think that, I mean, it has to go along with the story and the canon that they've already developed here. Do you know what I'm saying? That's, all, that's to, all I mean. They, yeah, it has and to. It already has done that. They've talked about the Battle of New York and things like that. Sure. And I, I just want them to keep keep it on the same line. I don't. I don't want what they're doing in Shield to contradict what they're doing in the movies. That's all I'm saying. Sure. I, yeah. Um, totally. Richard, did you see this? I did. I did. I, I found it to be. Uh, you know, they they wanted to do uh, a Shield movie at one point with Coulson, and I think this was a much better idea because it's just such a smaller story. Um, but I I did find it in a lot of ways to be kind of boring. Um, probably because it's impossible not to compare it to the movies that precede it. And these are not small movies. These are giant action movies. So it's unfair to compare a television show to these. So, uh, that, that, that's probably my, I, I, I'm, I didn't enjoy it as much as I, even I thought I would. And I didn't have that high of expectations, but you know, I'll stay with it. I like the Marvel universe. And so I'm interested in, you know, if if this story can, provide some sort of secondary text for this for the for the narrative and and be this yeah. sort of like extra version where you can watch the movies or you can really go in the depth and and watch the show too and really kind of figure out motives and exposition and things that you know if it if it will make 
I will watch this TV show not to watch the TV show, but to make my enjoying of the Marvel movies five percent better. Sure. Because I'll, I'm sure they'll have allusions to the TV show that only us faithful viewers will catch. So I'm watching it more as sort of a commentary or uh, you know companion piece to the movies more than I am an independent TV show. So for that, it's sure. fine. But as if yeah. it was just a TV show, I'd be out on it. To be honest, yeah, yeah, totally. Totally understandable, and I feel the same way. Uh, what else does ABC have? Have Brian? They've and they've got. We had a bunch on ABC. Um, okay. uh, did you guys watch Trophy Wife with Malin Ackerman and Bradley <laughs> no. Whitford? No, I did not. Okay, that? I I really like it. Like that's okay, really? my. That would be my. I mean, Michael J. Fox is kind of a comedy, but it wasn't funny. Funny, you know, it was much more of a heart. Yeah. Uh, Trophy Wife, the pilot, was my was the funniest pilot I saw. More okay, than Brooklyn, check it out. More than Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Malin Ackerman, like, I she's really funny. like her. I think she's yeah. very charming, and she just has never had the right char- the right role. Um, I think in a lot of... People have tried to use her in a lot of stuff, and it's just not quite worked. I think this could be it. And I love Bradley Whitford, too, so that, that helps. Um, it's kind of a zany show. It'll fit in with Modern Family pretty well. Um... Man, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, and I, it has a terrible title, so that's that's rough. But uh, fun, it's a fun show, and it's got a, it's got some serious potential. I really liked it a lot. What else does ABC got? Uh, did you guys watch the Goldbergs? Yes. Yes. Thoughts. <laughs> Richard. Uh, you know, it's trying to do this sort of Wonder Years type thing. This nostalgia wrapped inside of a sitcom, wrapped inside of more nostalgia. Uh, I love Curb Enthusiasm to death. I'm not a Garland fan, um, yeah. and at all. I enjoy himself. Garland. I don't find him funny. Like there are certain yeah. people that I enjoy <laughs> watching them act, and yeah. not in dramas, not in comedies. I just enjoy their presence as a person. <laughs> yeah, and that's like Jeff Garland. Like I don't yeah. laugh at what he says, but I I think he's a great compliment on on Curb. Or something great like on that, her. You know? His podcast is he gets these great guests. Yeah. He must be a, a terribly funny and interesting person in real life. But Brian and I, Brian can back me up his podcast. Um, and you know, you know, we're a tight community in this podcast world, but his is almost insufferable because his laughing yeah. and his it just makes it he just loud giggles at, at himself and everything else. And uh, I don't really get I don't think he understands why he's not more famous, and I think the rest of us know perfectly well. Yeah, that's um, a great way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he, yeah, but he. So it's kind of, and this show's not really built around him, but he's a big part of it. It, it's probably a good show. I just, I don't, I don't like, you know, like the middle is probably a good show, but I never <laughs> watched it. Yeah, and this is kind of the same thing for me. This show to me seems dead in the water. Like I don't see any way this show makes it. It just seems too fake, you know. Like the the opening of the show was a montage of like clips from the '80s. Like it's just trying to milk all the nostalgia out of you that's possible here. I just didn't really find it funny. Uh, Patton Oswalt apparently does the narration. Yeah, sort of like a Daniel Stern. Yeah. Wonder Years thing, which, <laughs> which really I'm sure is ex- exactly how they pitched it to him, and he was like, "Yes, I want to be Daniel Stern because he gets it." Yeah, but 
But it's just really kind of an awkward thing when I watched it and heard his voice. I was like, no, no, no Patton. Yeah. Um, but I didn't I didn't find it funny for a comedy. I just don't understand these shows that are comedies that aren't funny that get green. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure, guys, us three could put together something that I could have at least three or four laughs. You know, three yeah. or four good jokes. Like if we yeah. spent all our time, we could we could do it. <laughs> the it's just not funny, and I don't know who finds it funny. I just don't see an audience here. I don't see people being like, man, guys, you got us want to come over and Goldberg's is coming on. Got to have a Goldberg's season finale party. You know, like I just don't yeah. see a, a market here and I don't think it's going to make it. What'd you think about it, Brian? You know, I, I agree with you. I didn't think it was funny. Um, but I will say there is so much nostalgia value. Like my wife loved this. The show, and I guarantee, I mean, more than anything else, it's because it's set in the 80s, and she loves the 80s, and we have a lot of, I, I have a lot of friends that are obsessed with the 80s. I think, best case scenario for, for the Goldbergs is that that nostalgia and that 80s love carries it over and keeps it safe t- until it gets to a point where it does develop some, some humor, um, for me, the biggest issue was, and again, I'm stealing directly from uh, from Seppenwall and Feinberg on Hitfix, but uh, just can we please stop yelling? Like every character is just yelling yeah. the entire show, and I that just wears on me so much after after a while. But I, you know, I think there's, I think it has a little bit of potential. But you're right, you guys are right. It has to figure out how to be funny, not just nostalgic. But that's, I mean, but, you know, counterpoint, it's a sitcom. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, you know, if the, you know, the Charlie Bobcast could could be a great NBA team if they could just figure out how to play basketball. Totally, um, yeah. The, the main responsibility of these shows is to be funny. So if it's not funny, then, then sorry, I'm not going to give you time to develop your funny boat. That's one of the great things about these this pilot season and the, the whole pilots. If you... The, the pilot has to be the funniest. I mean, I don't care if the rest of the season sucks. Like, you have all your effort to put into one show. That's all the attention you're going to get from me is the pilot, okay? And if it's not funny or if it's not interesting in the, after the pilot, I'm probably not going to watch again. And, you know, I don't yeah. know why these shows wait to build something funny or I'm not going to give them time. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, it's, uh, it's really hard to write a well, look, making a pilot is really difficult because you know you what? Really write know write what ten episodes and and put all your best jokes in the first episode. <laughs> yeah, That's so all I'm saying, to, you know, you've got to explain who the characters are and yeah. you know all in twenty two minutes. And I get that that's difficult and that is really hard. You've got to you know that's why pilots are oftentimes the worst episodes of anything structurally because they have to say this is Jenny. Jenny likes to eat fruit all the time. Right. Isn't this funny? This will be funny later on, but. Right. So, so that's an excuse to like make a make a show less maybe like uh, polished as it needs to be. But a show can be funny right off the bat. Like funny is funny. Yeah. I mean, you know, and so that that you should have that down. If anything, if the show's not funny at the first episode at all, it's not ever going to be funny. Uh, I don't think so. It, it sure. may get better. It may have maybe a little crisper. The characters might become somewhat interesting for other reasons aside from humor. But the sitcom. Until they invent the thirty-minute drama, uh, people are going to expect you to be to be funny. So you know, done. I'm out. What else does ABC? Is that it? 
No, there's a bunch, dude. Go it, for it. Um, on the list. Back in the Game is another sitcom Who's with uh, James Caan and Maggie Lawson. Oh, yeah. Lawson. Oh, yeah. Um, the only saving grace on this is that they don't... I don't think the show knows what is good about itself <laughs> yet. And I'll, I'll make a comparison here. Um, I think the first maybe six episodes of Community are terrible because they thought that Chevy Chase was going to be the main comedic pull of the show and be the main reason people were watching it. And once they figured out that Chevy Chase sucks and so does Britta, um, and really Joel McHale is only like the third funniest person on this show. Once they figured out that Troy and Abed and Annie are the best parts by a million miles. Well, and, and certain parts of Annie as well. Yeah, right. And pushed pushed all of that to the forefront. The show got great. Uh, and I really mean that. Great. Just a great show for, for two seasons or so. Um, I don't know that it, this can be that good. But like right now, they're, the first episode, they pushed everything even remotely funny to James Caan. And his character is such a jackass that there's no way that he's ever going to be an enjoyable uh, character to watch. They pushed him too far. But I, I did laugh a few times at some of the other stuff. There's some kids on the show that are actually pretty funny. The main girl, Maggie Lawson, is decent. Um, I'm not going to keep watching the show, but if if in a year somebody comes to me and says, hey, back in the game got really funny, I could I can see why that could happen. If they figure out... If they, they figure out how to flip it flip it on its head and stop trying to push James Caan as the funny one, you you could see this get better, I, I would say. But I you know, do I have hopes for that? No, but I'm just saying there's there's something there that could be funny if they figure it out. What else is on ABC? Uh two one that's already been canceled. Uh with the first the first one of the year yeah, was Lucky, Lucky Seven. Lucky Seven. Did you guys watch that? No, I don't, no, but, I never, but the premise never, actually never. sounded interesting, and it sounded like it, it actually had the most potential out of most of the ones on ABC. So it's interesting that it was the first one to go. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. I, like I feel like more people would tune into the pilot of that one just because it kind of sounds interesting. Yeah. Well, maybe if you watch like the pilot in the game. Would, yeah. Like, if you watch the pilot, you would understand. It's, it's It was People horrible. probably tuned out two minutes into it or something. Dude, I almost did. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I had a commitment I was going to watch every single – uh, every single one of these. I will say this. Um, it was my number five worst show. The four below it, including Ironside and Dads, which you've already talked about, they were all better in the first five minutes than Lucky Seven. Like, this was the one that really pushed me to the limit of what I will do for this <laughs> podcast. Seriously. Yeah. And it got a little bit better as the show went, but still, like, as, like, a D. I mean, terrible. But the first <laughs> five minutes are some of the worst, the worst thing I've ever seen on television. Well... What else is on ABC? Is that all? Is that the one? I've got still? two more, bro. Man. ABC dominated the bottom of the list here for me. Uh, <laughs> ring in at number three, worst show of the year for me. Rebel Wilson's Super Fun Night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Um, we're, uh, look. We're we're done, Rebel Wilson. We we're we're done here. You you can go back to Australia and just just stop. This is first of all, I don't know why in the world they have Rebel Wilson and then she's trying to speak in an American accent. That doesn't make any any oh, sense. Oh no, really? Yeah, she's she's trying desperately to be oh, to no. be American. 
And it's, boy, it just doesn't. And the word, okay, here's the thing that I don't understand, guys. So they, I mean, they, they obviously went out of their way to make Rebel Wilson, who is, let's be honest, is probably like 30% of her funniness is due directly to her accent. Would you, would you agree? I mean, yeah. like, that's part of the reason that she's funny. Yeah, like this. They strip her of that and make her be American. But there's like three other people on the show that are British and or Australian. So there's really absolutely no point into so doing that. Are you saying I should shelf my uh, Ricky Gervais as a Canadian pilot I'm working on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's, uh, boy, it's bad. And about probably half of the show is spent in a karaoke bar. So just that probably should tell you all you need to know. It's it's horrific. And if that wasn't enough, they didn't even <laughs> run the pilot. Like they 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 pulled a random episode from the middle of the season oh, and said, wow. "Here's our first episode. You'll like this better, right?" No. Oh, it's no. it's uh it's terrible. Um and then my number one most horrible show of the uh of the pilot season also from ABC is called Betrayal and uh it is that's just... awesome, dude. It's it's so bad. <laughs> it's just so bad. It's uh, it's about a a oh gosh. It's got a four point nine rating on IMDb, and also <laughs> let me see if it's changed. Uh, okay, I think they fixed it now. But as of as of the day that I watched this, <laughs> IMDb still had up the original like suggested cast list, not the people who actually ended up in the show. It just had this random list of people who were at one time rumored to be in the show. As the cast. So that should tell you how much attention everybody's paid to this. It's about a man and a woman who have an affair. And it is easily one of the worst hours of television that has ever, ever existed. Um, I'm pretty sure every single person in the cast is British. And they're all speaking in the worst American accents you've ever Oh, dude! I, I almost want you guys to go watch the, the pilot just so we can talk about it because it's it. it is a train wreck. I mean, it's so bad. It, it will ease. I, I would imagine it will be the next show to get canceled, probably even before Dad's. Um, but it's man, it is it is horrific. Cool. So. so so for ABC, we say renew Agents of Shield. What yeah. else? Um, what else are we giving a chance to? Oh, totally renew Trophy Wife for sure. Okay, that's I crazy. Think, that's actually one of the ones I'm reading here. That's on the bubble. I know. I, ABC. It has a terrible title. Terrible title, and I'm sure yeah. people are are just based on the title are not tuning in. But I don't know. Desperate Housewives was a huge show. <laughs> you gotta yeah, that. like yeah, Smutty is in. Really, it really is. Right. Um, let's go to CBS. Let's. This is the last network we're gonna we're gonna talk about. Uh, before the old man in the wicker chair, yeah. before Richard falls, chair falls, falls out of himself. <laughs> Sorry, let's, I'm in uh, the creepy chair. Let's let's talk about this Robin Williams show because I know we'll have oh, a lot gosh. of thoughts on it. Oh man, Richard, go for it. It's um, speaking of people that like old people shows, uh, I like David E. Kelly. He's done some stuff I liked. I liked a lot of Boston Legal. Yeah. Speaking of Spader, I liked some Alan McPeel, especially the Robert Downey Jr. year. It was quite good. He sort of is a poor man's Aaron Sorkin, 
but that's not exactly. a bad thing to be in terms of television, right? I mean, this is he can write of speech and dialogue and things like that. What he cannot write, however, as we have seen, oh. um, is a sitcom. Gosh. Uh, and it's not funny. Uh, it's got a really good cast. Um, Robin Williams is enormously talented. Uh, Jerry Dantana from the newsroom is kind of annoying, but seems to be a competent actor. Uh, Bob Benson. I don't know. Bob Benson. My, I, Bob Benson's so good on this show. It's insane, guys. He's so freaking good. He's yeah. so good on this show. Yeah. And so that's just a huge waste. Sarah Michelle yeah. Gellar is awful and it has somehow just become terribly unattractive as well. She used yeah. to be a very beautiful young girl. And she's not like she's certainly not uh Angela Lansbury at this point or anything. I mean, she's still in her early thirties, I would assume, and just seems uh seems like her face is made out of some weird uh well, let's not criticize <laughs> women's appear- appearances, Richard. Let's just you're above that. But uh <laughs> this is a really bad show. Um, the pilot included a sing-along talking about secret sauce, sexualizing things with Kelly Clarkson. It included lots of really odd McDonald's product placement. It included Robin Williams being on screen for 22 minutes and not making me laugh once in a portrayal that wasn't one-hour photo, which is a new record. And... That's pretty much all I remember from it. It's pre- I didn't watch the second episode because I, you know, have really an exercise in self-preservation. Couldn't stand to watch the second one and, and probably will I'm out on it. But that's too bad because there is a lot of talent here. Bob Benson's strong. I hope it gets canceled so we can bring Bob Benson back for sure to Mad Men. Yeah. Uh, but, gosh, yeah, he's there's, good. There's no way this was a comedy. Yeah, it's not like funny. The, like, it's not funny. Yeah. There was no jokes in it. Uh, it was dramatic the entire uh, time. What they're doing? Uh, with, there's, like, there. I, I disagree. There are a lot of jokes. They're just not. They're just not jokes. funny. I like, mean, they're the whole singing thing with Robin Williams and that other guy is just cringeworthy. They they do it for like way too long at the beginning, and then they just they do it probably two or three more times throughout the episode. And like, they're what's the deal? They're gonna call Kelly Clarkson? They think it's 2002 or something, the year after American yeah. Idol. Well, I mean, started, who are they gonna like, get? I mean, they're not going to get anyone. Like, why big. do they need people? Like, what? It's yeah, just desperate. Could... It screams of desperation from the beginning. You're right. That's a great point, Ken. They could very easily say, we're going to have to get Sheila Tomsaw and just have some fake huge pop star to do it. Yeah. Right. The fact you add Kelly Clarkson to it just really adds to the lameness. Yeah. Um, and what, do you got to go get that person every week? You know, are we going to go is, you know, uh, Mark Ruffalo. I'm trying to think who else was big in 2002. Um, John Rule. Yeah. John Rule. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you Donald, no, 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 no. I see what they're doing here, though. I mean, they're trying to capitalize on the whole Apple generation, the here's to the crazy ones speech yeah. from Steve Jobs. The, yeah. the, even the credits in the show are the same font that they use on the new iPhone software. They, they the whole thin line. I mean,. They even they even mentioned Shyat Day in the at the very beginning, which is Apple's ad agency. So I mean, this is obvious. It's obvious what they're doing here. I just don't. It's crazy that Robin Williams is doing TV again. Well, uh, to begin with, so many it's depressing. That are interesting about this: Robin Williams doing yeah. television. Uh, David E. Kelly is proven. I mean, like say what you want. He he's had what six good te- television shows. He's had L.A. Law. He's had Ally McBeal. He's had Boston Legal. He's had. Boston Public. He's had. I mean, you can name shows that were well respected that he's done, whether you like them or not. 
Um, he, you know, we've got a decent cast. It's clearly well-produced. This is probably the best-looking show as far as production value, you know, sets and things like that. Of anything we've seen, it seems to be scaled. And, you know, CBS has put money into this, Thank, thankfully, putting all their Chuck Lorre money to good use. Um, and it's bad. It's just really bad. It has no excuse to be bad, considering the talent involved. It has no excuse to be bad. Uh, maybe it's, you know, it could be CBS really meddled with the script. I mean, these, you're always beholden to these networks when making these pilots, and these networks tend to be, uh, to use the Atticroa line, uh, a bunch of your mom's friends trying to tell you how to be funny. Um, but... So that, you know, I'm willing to blame CBS because it's not like they've ever had a funny show besides Raymond. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I, this is depressing. It's really depressing to watch, but it's, you know, maybe it gets Robin Williams to do him some movies. I like Robin Williams. Do something better than this. Man, but he, yeah. he, for someone though, but, and Jim Carrey's the same way. I, and, and Eddie Murphy and these guys that are, and, and Robin's definitely had a longer career of any of them, but these guys that are sort of, otherworldly comedically minded they they make a lot of really crappy stuff i I think it's just it's like baseball like if you're batting 330 you're doing a good job and uh you know this is this is definitely a strikeout i turned to my wife about a minute into this show and just said robin williams is ruining this like it's yeah and it's not having seen the entire thing it's not entirely his fault um but like i mean the first scene that involves Robin Williams, to me, the script clearly said Robin Williams does Robin Williams stuff yeah, I know. <laughs> for 30 seconds. I mean, they walk in the room and he just starts going off yeah. on the same, the same crazy rant that he was doing 30 years ago. Yeah. And it's so, and it's just, are we not all just, isn't Robin Williams tired of that yeah. right now? I mean, it's just, it's awful. Um, I want good things for James Walk slash Bob Benson, I love him. I, I think he is by far, I mean, he, he's great in the show for the the, 50, the five minutes that he's in it. Um, but he's the only, I mean, honestly, the, number one, best thing about the crazy ones, number one, James Walk, not even close. Number two, Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, I, I think that's <laughs> pretty fair. The rest of it's it's just, it's really bad. And production as you guys value. said, production it should value. not be bad. It, it really shouldn't be bad. Yeah. What else does CBS got? A bunch of bunch of sitcoms, man. Um, I watched We Are Men, the pilot episode of that from uh, from this week. Have you guys? No. Do you, okay. Um, By the way, all you listeners that are enjoying this podcast, first off, why? <laughs> but secondly, send Brian some money. <laughs> just watched all this stuff for you. Yeah. And 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 honestly, I I like you, but I don't like you that much. So send him a check. <laughs> I honestly, dude, this what the welcome to the family back in the game in this one. I had no idea it even existed. Yeah. So congrats, Brian, for even knowing that these shows existed because I mean they've done a. As far as I'm concerned, I watch an, I mean a normal amount of TV, not a lot. Yeah. But I didn't know these existed. So a horrible job on the network's parts of <laughs> letting me yeah. know, oh, letting the public know. Yeah, there's none at all. None. None so. at all. Yeah. No, but uh, surprisingly, like I actually, uh, I I dug it. It's uh, it's I mean, it's a B, but it seems like something that would have been on ABC or NBC five years ago. Yeah. Um, we talked about a couple months ago how CBS is so behind the times that this seems current to them. Um, and for us now, we've we've seen this kind of. I mean, it's a single camera, 
no laugh track, uh, that, that sort of, sh- uh, sort of show. Um, but I, uh, look, I, I enjoyed it. It's, uh, we'll see. Tony Shalhoub is killing me. He's terrible in this show. Terrible. But, uh, the rest of the guys, I, uh, I, I kind of dug it. I, I recorded the next episode at least. So we'll, we'll see how it goes from there. Um, next on my list was the Millers with Will Arnett. I uh, did see that. Margot Martin. I saw that too. I like Margot Markendale a lot. This is a terrible show. Yeah. It's an awful yeah. It's, yeah. It, when I turned it on and, and heard the canned laughter, I was like, oh, no, Will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I do think, I mean, this show is basically just trying to make another Everybody Loves Raymond. I mean, it's obvious. It it's could be exact, successful. It's the exact same tone. It will be successful because it's on CBS. And Greg watch it. he did Yes, Dear, the aforementioned Yes, Dear. He did yeah. My Name is Earl. He uh-huh. did. What's that one on Fox, Brian? You watched Ra- it. Uh, Raising Hope. Raising yeah. Hope. He's a talented yeah. guy. First, little trivia question. His first job out of college was the board op on the Tony Kornheiser radio show. So he's a nice. Kornheiser. He, he's a Kornheiser guy. Shout out to uh, Uncle Tony. Yeah. He's, shout out to Uncle Tony. But he, he, you know what he does is he makes TV shows that last three years. Yeah, I mean, that's totally he never right. It's canceled early. Like He will yep. make a show that is good enough to last three years. It's never going to be a classic. It will be forgettable entertainment. But he, he is like a professional TV show maker. Like you got to give him props for props for that. So this show's not that great, but I could see it getting a lot better. There's a I lot of totally time. agree. Yep that that was uh, my point exactly. Dude, um, they got they got Arnett right. Yeah, and that like that hasn't happened with the exception of Thirty Rock. That hasn't happened since Arrested Development. Like you, I don't know how many projects Arnett's yeah. been involved with, and they they fail miserably because they're not writing correctly for Arnett. He got that. And JB Smooth is awesome, and yeah. so you've got it. You've got something decent there, and I think once you get away from fart jokes with yeah. Margot Martindale, she's yeah. incredible. And so yeah, she's incredible. Use her, man. That lady yeah. can act. You see the Americans, especially. Totally. Oh my goodness, she's great. So I think that that I I set my DVR to record the next couple episodes because I want to see this show. I think maybe more than any other show. I don't think the pilot is going to be indicative of the rest of the the show. Yeah, like we'll I see. think there's an opportunity. The laugh track is the killer, though. Like that. Ugh. I yeah. just we've got to stop. We got to hey, stop. If it that. keeps it on the air, if it keeps a decent comedy on the air, I'll take sure. a lot of that. Sure. Yeah. So what else does CBS have? Is that it? Um. Oh, uh, the Dermot. No, the Dylan McDermott one. Oh, um. <laughs> Hostages. Dylan McDermott or Dermot Mulroney? <laughs> Dermot. What, what does he say? Dermot McDillett? McDillett. Yeah. <laughs> the best <laughs> SNL skits in the last so five years. So great. Uh, yeah, I watched it. Uh, it's it's not, uh, I don't know. I, rec- I recorded the next two episodes to see how it plays out. There's it, no it, way it, can, it can't carry on. Like, yeah. there, it has such a crazy uh, plot that there's really no, really this should be like a a limited event series, like a six episode thing. But, uh, but McDermott's pretty good. So I'll look, it was better than I expected. Probably not good enough to carry over to a full season. Speaking of our Dermots, uh, we've talked about this, Brian. I'm going to put this out here since we're talking TV. Hey, uh, AMC FX guys writing your anti-hero shows. I present to you Dermot Mulroney. Seriously. That guy's just, teed up for one of those shows. He's being, yeah. I know we're talking Dylan McDermott right now, but you can't go McDermott yeah. without talking Dermot Mulroney. Mulroney just teed up for one of those shows. He'd be great at it. He's always solid. 
there's no reason he can't be Roger Sterling 2.0 and something. Totally. Um, so, yeah. and he's funny. He was so funny on the net when he cameoed on that skit. He's always, he has a good sense of humor. He yeah. could do a really dark comedy very well. He had a great run on New Girl, too, for like yeah. four episodes. Yeah, he always has, he's that guy that's always like good on something short term, which I will say is what uh, John Slattery was for a long time, too. Sure. Um, he did a season on Ed. He did Desperate Housewives. He did, you know, he was that guy that would come on a show and be like, I really like that guy. Why doesn't he have his own show? Boom, Mad Men. You know, right. Get so I feel like Mulroney's the next in that line. He's not a movie star by any means, but he could definitely carry a good cable show. I like it. Um, oh, last one was Mom. Did you guys watch no. Mom? No. Oh, there's a, there's a mom and dad? Yeah. On, I on Ferris, or... Alice and Janie. Now that I have Red Zone and until the Final Four starts, um, I told my cable company to just block CBS. (laughs) I just I watch sixty sixty minutes and CBS Sunday morning on online, and I don't even want to scan through CBS. Yeah. Well, Brian, it's it's bad. I I didn't like it at all. I don't think Anna Faris is funny, so that certainly doesn't help. Allison Janney's so good. Allison Janney's so good, and I don't want her to be involved with this anymore. But it is. Yeah. It is one step up from from two broke girls, and if you've ever seen an episode of that, you know that one step up from that is still just <laughs> pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, well, Brian, I hate to say, but I mean, Lucky Seven's already been canceled. Yeah. The shows that are currently on the bubble include ABC's Trophy Wife, of course, CBS's We Are Men, of course, NBC's yep. Ironside, and Welcome to the Family. Yeah, there it so, is. So three of the ones that you said were Bs are currently <laughs> yep. about yep. to be canceled within the next Because America weeks. sucks. <laughs> yeah. and but like, hey, Sean I, Saves I, the World. Awesome. Yeah, keep watching that, guys. That's I do have great. the ratings from this past week, and I wanted to just mention this is adults 18 to 49, and there are six shows in the top 20 uh, that are new pilots that, that I want to mention. And the other shows are like shows like Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football, and The Voice, and Big Bang Theory, and shows that have already been out in CIS, things like that. But of the pilots that we've talked about, number nineteen uh, the, was the Crazy Ones, seventeen to Sleepy Hollow, fourteen Super Fun Night, The Blacklist, Agents of Shield, and the highest rated of all the pilots that we've talked about. MJ. CBS's The Millers oh, with an really? estimated 13 million viewers. Well, there it is. Richard so, said yeah, it. it will Garcia be... makes TV shows, man. <laughs> so he so does. That'll definitely be around for for a little bit. I, yep. I, it'll, be gone. it'll be gone in three years. But yeah. uh, I just this. don't understand how that drew that many on the first episode. Like, fart like, jokes, man. Will Arnett? Really? No, fart jokes. Everybody loves fart jokes. I so. guess. I, it's just confusing. Of all the ones to pick, I would have... maybe. Well, they marketed it as a boring sing, uh, triple camera sitcom, and everyone watching CBS was like, right up my alley. Well, maybe right. that movie Where the Millers was big, so people thought it was kind of a tie into that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I really don't know. Like, Surely CBS thought this show was doomed after Where the Millers, the movie, came out and was successful. you know. But this is going to be I mean it's just weird it's uh, it's unpredictable it's crazy I want to see more than any other show I want to know what the ratings are for Super Fun Night the second episode because it's in the top 20 there there's no way it's in the top 50 when it on the second episode yeah like there cannot be a single person who tuned into that and thought this is apparently it got really like 
Agents of Shield, The Blacklist, and Super Fun Night were apparently the three ones that like stood out as far as a lot of people were into it. But I mean, that's weird. It's crazy to think about. It's, it's so so, uh, so those are the ones that are that are on the bubble, and uh, Lucky Seven is gone. And I'm sure on this podcast we'll be able be informing you guys whenever some of these get canceled or, or renewed. So we'll be sure to keep you guys informed. So man, this has been a cool little experiment. Yeah, uh, we'll have to we'll have to see what lasts, and we'll have to do it again in the spring when the new pilots come out in the spring, and, and yeah. sort of evaluate our our TV um, DVR schedules, I guess. Uh, yeah. Brian Gill, let me ask you this, sir: Where can I find you online? You can find me on Twitter at bgill12. You can find my writing at canbabiesdrinkredbull.com. Richard, you can find me on Twitter at Richard Barden. Kent, where might I find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison. You can find this show at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Find all our episodes on there. Find weekly recommends on there, and contact the show on there as well. Uh, anything else you guys want to mention about these pilots before we get out of here? Stop watching bad TV, everybody. <laughs> yeah, so I think the ones I'm going to watch, I'm going to watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Shields, Blacklist, and uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna use this fall as an opportunity to catch up on Netflix and Mad Ben and things like that. I'll um, watch the Millers in three years when I'm on the treadmill on TBS, but other than that, I probably sure. won't. Yeah, exactly. Well, on that note, until next time, we'll see you on the couch or <laughs> oh. at the cinema. Goodbye! Oh, yeah. Goodbye.